the bottom of Memvav Amud Beis. Today's shir is generously sponsored Lili Nishmas Gedalia Ben Chanoi Chenech, whose yard site is today sponsored by the Frankel family and our partners Achaydesh is Lili Nishmas Baruch Ben Pinchas Aryeh, who spent his entire life working on Avodas Atvila. He should be a Melis Yeshev B'Shemayim on behalf of his beloved family on behalf of the soldiers and captives in Eretz HaKadosh, where he was born and raised, with an Aleph, and Oisher, with an Ayin, to Rabbi Yecheskel, and to his Mishpacha, and to our anonymous Parnas HaKadosh, and to his Mishpacha, Shabili Nil Neshama, to Gedai Ben Chanei Chanach, and Baruch Ben Pinchas Aryeh, Let's go with a gishmak. We are trying to explain the Mishnah that says that when you have a suffix, if the, the Vlad was inside or outside at the time of the Nagicha, what do you do? So the Mishnah says, Chatsi Nezek Lepaira, Revia Nezek Levlad. And the question is, what does that mean? And yesterday, we attempted to say a pshat, and the Gemara did not like it. According to Abayi's pshat, it's one-fourth and one-eighth. But it's not true. It, the Mishnah doesn't say one-fourth and one-eighth. The Mishnah says a half and a quarter. So obviously you are learning wrong pshat in the Mishnah. So how do we understand the Mishnah? Really, we're talking about the para and the vlad belong to one person. So what does the Mishnah mean? If the para and the vlad belong to one person, so v'shteitzach, the guys have to pay. V'hachi karmin, does the Mishnah means to say, if the para is there, meaning it's around, because you know we pay chatzin hezek megufay. So if the para is around, mishtalam chatzin hezek you pay from the para. Let's say the para, let's say the para is not around, mishtalem revia nezek mi vlad. So then you want to collect from the vlad, but then you can only collect a quarter, because the Suffolk, you're not sure if the Vlad was involved in the Nezik or not. So therefore, you only get a quarter from the Vlad. Since you're not sure, you only get from the quarter a quarter of the, from the Vlad. If the, if the par is around, so you can just collect whatever you want. But if the par is not around, then you collect a quarter from the Vlad. I think I could have said a case that it wasn't enough money from the par. That's what Yechazka wanted yesterday. The concept would have been the same tarots. But the point is that if the par is not there, if there's not enough money from the par, then you collect from the Vlad. The only Medubar is because we don't know if the Vlad was there at the time of the Nagicha or not. But if you know for sure that the Vlad was involved, there was a Vlad inside, once there's a Nagicha, you pay the entire from the Vlad. You could collect the entire Chatzin Hezek Vlad, even though you could argue and say the par was involved too. Mechatesi the Vlad should be part of the Chatzin Hezek. You see from this Gemara that the only reason why the, the, the Vlad plays the Ria is because of Safik. If it would not be a Safik, the Vlad would pay the entire Chatzin. That's the Gemara's proof. First, Belshkech of Yitzchak Zev. Rava letamei damarava, Rava goes l'shitase, that he says, para shehizika goivemi Vlada. Rava says a para that damages you could collect from the Vlad. The Vlad is part of the para. You could collect 
from the Vlad of the Parah. You can collect the whole Nazi from the Vlad of the Parah. It's considered one, one goof. My time a goofy, it's part of the goof of the Parah. You can collect. Tanagailis Shezika. The damage is you cannot collect from the egg of the it's considered a separate entity. An egg is not considered part of the uh, uh, chicken and therefore you, all, you cannot collect from the egg. So from the Vlad you could, from the egg you cannot. The Amayavarava continues We're trying to evaluate in a case where Shar Gordapara and it lost the child, and you want to evaluate how much it's worth, you don't evaluate them separately. You evaluate it as if the Vlad is together with the Parah. How much is it worth without the Vlad, and how much is it worth with the Vlad? You don't look at the Vlad on its own, because that would be much more money. You're making the Mazik lose. You're making the Vlad worth much, be, be worth much more money. We don't want to do that. So, Mela, you evaluate the Vlad together with the para. Meaning, if it gored a pregnant para, you evaluate the Vlad together with the para. I mean, this could mean again also when a guy hits somebody in a car. How much are you have to pay? So, today, if you scratch his bumper, it costs $500. Are you really have to pay $500? Not so posh. Person has to know the halachas. But Agapal, it's really not so posh. You just make sure if the guy's masking to pay it by all means. But the Chayshemish Patriev is not necessarily what the insurance company decides or what the mechanic decides is going to cost you. And this is the Gemara seems to be saying. You're, similar concept. You have to know when to apply it. But the Gemara says you don't evaluate the Vlad on its own. You evaluate together with the par. guy cuts off the hand of his, of his Eved. You evaluate it together with the Eved, meaning how much was the Eved worth before and how much was the Eved worth after. That's how much you evaluate it. It's much lower price. His friend's field, you evaluate it how much was it worth before and how much was it worth after. Now here, you don't evaluate the whole field. Let's say a guy owns 150 acres of property. The, 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 the Hezek is going to be considered very minimal, but the evaluation is based on a base saw. You evaluate a base saw of the field and that's how much you pay. You don't pay for the tree itself. You pay according to the base saw. That is the payment. So because in these payments, the halach is, the Gemara says, you don't want to make the mazik lose. So therefore, the halach is, you pay according to the evaluation, putting it all together. That's how much you pay. That's the Gemara assumes is, is correct. If it's true that the guy damaged, she'll let him lose. What's the big deal? Why are we so concerned about the mazik? If, he's, if, he, if it's a problem, it's a problem. The reason why, this is really fear. This is the correct, this is the correct psaq. You damaged a paramubaris. You shouldn't evaluate a child on its own, a vlad on its own. You should evaluate it when it's inside the para. Just like you damaged a paramubarisa, that's how much you should pay. So the kids are, that's the halacha, you evaluate it together. And again, we're compared, the Gemara gives three examples of this. But the concept is you do not evaluate the damage on its own. You evaluate it together with the para. That's the second bell and today's Limar Atayra of Vav. Teves goes to Mishpachas Frankel, Lili Nishmas Gedalia, Ben Chanay Chenach, whose yard site is today. And our partner, Sechayidish, is anonymous, Lili Nishmas, 
Baruch ben Pinchas Aryeh, who spent his entire life working on Avodas Hatfilah. Lord Pinchas, did you follow in your father's footsteps? You spent your entire life working on Avodas. He should be a Melitz Yeshiv Shemayim on behalf of his beloved family, on behalf of the soldiers and captives in Eretz HaKadosh, where he was born and raised. Let's say you have a part that belongs to one person and the vlad belongs to the other person. So the question is, there's different aspects in a para. There is the fattiness, how much gesunta meat the para has, and then there is the size of the para. Both of them have an influence on the price of the para. So the Gemara is going to discuss who owns these two things. Pit malabal para, the fattiness. That for, so we have a vlad that belongs to one and a child that, and a para that belongs to the other. Who gets the fattiness of the para? The Gemara says, Pitma le bal para. The fattiness goes to the bal para because the vlad has no shachas to it. Nafchamai. What about the size, which also has an influence? Now, the vlad does have an influence on the size of the para. So the question is, how do you evaluate the size? Who, get, who gets that revach? of the size, let's say a shargurzit, who's responsible, who gets the revach of the size, Rapapa says it belongs to the Baalpara, even though the Vlad's involved, Rapapa still holds that he is the one that gets the uh, size, he, the, the Baalpara, he says no, you split it, because the Vlad's also involved, we pass in that you split the size of the Pyra, but the fattiness, which has no shaykhis, to the Vlad, that for sure the uh, Baal HaPara gets on his own. Zaktei Lagamishna Kadar Shehichnes Kedeiraisov Lechatzeh Balabayis Shalai Bishos. So here, Abayis, we're going to have to help cup. We're talking about cases of bar, but not Mamish bar, but these kind of hazekis, and we're going to have to figure out who's the mazik. So you have a guy who has a bunch of jars, and he brings the jars into a Chatzeh Balabayis. He had no Rishos to be in that chatzer, v'shavra behemtai shabalabayis. And what happened was, the behemah of the balabayis broke the jars. So is the behemah responsible? Potter, the behemah is not responsible because you didn't belong there, and therefore I'm not responsible for damaging your jars. V'emhuzkebehen, let's say, the behemah got damaged by these jars. Balakaderis chayev, balakaderis is chayev, because he had no wishes to be there. V'emhechnez b'shos, let's say he did ever wishes to be there, then the Baal HaChatzir is responsible with what happens, because since he gave you Rishos, we're going to see giving Rishos includes in taking responsibility for these Kedairis, and therefore, right, you could say, I'm giving you Rishos to come in, but I'm not accepting responsibility. But no, if I give you Rishos to come in, we assume you're accepting responsibility, and therefore you have to pay for, if the Kedairis get damaged, or, or you have to, the Baal HaChatzir is for it. Hechnes Peyosov, Similar case, guy brings his fruit, his fruit into a chatz shabal bayis l'abishos v'achlant v'achlasan behemtai shabal bayis and the behem of the bal bayis ate it. Potter, you potter, you want to l'abishos, you potter. If you got damaged by these Paris, if the para got damaged by these Paris, bal Paris chayev, bal Paris is chayev because he damaged. But if you brought him bishos. Then the Balachatzer is Chayev because part of Rishos is that you are accepting responsibility for the payers. A big Chiddush, not necessarily is that Muchach, we would not necessarily say that. Guy brings fruit into you. I give you Rishos, 
to bring food into my, to my house. I'm not saying I'm going to guard it. I'm just saying you have your shows to keep it there. But the Gemara says it's included that I'm, I'm accepting responsibility to guard it. Let's say bring your shar into the chatz b'al-bayis. And his shar gored it. You got damaged by the shar of the caliph. He's potter. Let's say your shar gored the shar of the balabais. Chayef. The Allah is your chayef. Why are you chayef? Because you, you, you don't belong there. You're a mazik. Now, Father Bar, the hevish meimav. Let's say you fell into a bar and you made the water rotten. You ruined the water in the bar. Chayev, you're chayev on that too. We're going to see in the Gemara about this what the chayev is. But that's another example of chayev. It fell into a bar and it made the water on the bottom of the bar dirty. Let's say the father, the father or the son of the owner of the property was inside the bar and you kill, and the animal killed this individual. You have to pay kaifer. You're responsible. You killed him. If you if you went in Bishos, the Balchat is Chaif. He has to pay because he's responsible for anything that happens when you go in Bishos. Rabbi Rabbi disagrees. Rabbi says you have to accept responsibility in order to be Chaif to pay. So you have a Shita Sarabadan throughout the Mishnah 1, common denominator throughout the Mishnah. If I allow you in, that means I am accepting responsibility for everything that happens. And then you have Shittas Rebbe, then no. You're only accepting responsibility if you explicitly said that you're accepting responsibility. If not, the Allah is you're not accepting responsibility. That's Rebbe's Shittah. So that's the L'chaira, seems to be Machlaikis Tanaim in the Mishnah. So now, the first case the Mishnah was, a guy brings his Kedaris into somebody else's Chatzar, and he came in Shalai Bishos, the owner of the Kedaris bears responsibility for anything that happens to or from the Kedaris. If my jars are damaging, I'm responsible. If my jars get damaged, I also bear the responsibility. You don't have to pay. I brought in Shalai Bishos, you don't have to pay. So Gemara makes a dig. Taima de Shalai Bishos. The only reason why me, who's coming in with the jars, does not have to pay is because it's Shalai Bishos. Ha Bishos, let's say I came in Bishos. Loi mechayev bal Kedaris benizke behemtai de balachat. So let's say I came in Bishos. I'm not responsible. The Balakaderis, the guy that owns the jars, is not responsible to pay if the behemoth, the behemoth of the Balchatzer gets damaged. Meaning the Mishnah says, if you went in Bershos, the owner beer, the owner of the property bears responsibility. The owner of the jars does not bear responsibility. Now, really, you can argue and say that if you give me Bershos to come into your property, maybe I'm also accepting, you're accepting responsibility that my Kedaris won't get damaged. But if I'm coming in, maybe I'm accepting responsibility that my Kedaris won't damage you. It only goes one way. You're giving me your shows to come into my, in your property. I'm bringing in a whole case of containers. You let me come in. So you're responsible if your shar smashes my Kedaris. But let's say my Kedaris damaged your shar. Am I responsible for that? Maybe I should be responsible. Just like you're accepting responsibility. When we agree that I should be able to come in, you're accepting responsibility for my Kedaris. Maybe I should accept responsibility that my Kedera will not damage your shah. That's the Gemara's assumption. The Gemara is assuming that Misfara, just like the owner of the Chatzar, is accepting responsibility for damages, so to the owner of the Kedaris should accept responsibility if his Kedaris damaged. That's going to be the Gemara's assumption. The Gemara's going to fall off of that. But that's going to be the Gemara's assumption now. 
So if I think about it, why don't we say, when you give me Rishus to come in, why, why aren't I responsible for anything that happens because of my Kedaris? If my Kedaris damage your shore, I should be responsible. I should be careful with my Kedaris. Even though I have Rishus, doesn't mean I'm walking off and saying hi. I should have a responsibility to make sure my Kedaris don't damage. Velay Armina, we don't say, Kibule Kabil we don't say that when I bring my Kaderis into the Chatzir, I am accepting responsibility for anything that happens on my Kaderis. You see that when I walk in with Kaderis, we can't assume that I'm accepting responsibility. Who is that like? Mani Rebihi. This is like Rebbe's Shita in the Mishnah. The Omar called Bistama like Kabel related to Yerusha. Now this is coming with a Hanacha. This is with an assumption that when I walk in with my Kaderis, we could assume that I'm accepting responsibility that my Kaderis won't damage. You're accepting responsibility, your Shar won't damage my Kaderis. And I'm accepting my, my responsibility that my Kaderis won't damage your Shar. Going with that assumption, the Gemara says, according to Rebbe's Shita, that says that you never accept responsibility. So if, you, if I give you a Shus to come into my Rishos, I'm not accepting responsibility for your Kaderis. I'm not. That's Rabbi Shita. Unless I tell you clearly that I'm accepting. But without that, I'm not accepting. So now the Gemara is Megadiyik that at the beginning of the Mishnah which says, if you come in Bershos, you are not responsible for the damage of the, of the Shar. If your Kaderis damaged the Shar, you're not responsible. How in the world could that be? Why am I not responsible for something that takes place on my Shar? Obviously, we're going like Rabbi. This is the Gemara's assumption. Obviously, we're going like Rebbe, that holds you do not accept responsibility bestama. Obviously. Now, we could disagree with that, but the Gemara is going to fall off. But that was the Gemara's assumption. Oh, that's the Gemara's kasha. If that's true, the Seifa says, if you brought in Bershos, the Balchot says, Chayev, L'chayah Asan L'Rabbanan. That's the Chayah like the Rabbanan. If you brought your Kedaris in Bershos, and the shar damages the kederes. The balchatzer is chayev. That's like the rabbana. The amri b'stamanami kibule kabbalat etirusa. They they are they are. That's the chayev like the rabbana. That mistama you're mekabbalat etirusa. Vesu this levi shaila. Rabbi Yehuda b'kulam eni chayev. Actually, kabbalat lishmar. Rabbi at the end of the mishnah disagrees. So it comes out that he's not disagreeing with the whole mishnah. He's only disagreeing with one part of the mishnah. Reisha v'seifar Rabbi mitziasir rabbana. Is that the way you learn a mishnah? The beginning of the Mishnah and the end of the Mishnah is Rebbe, and the middle of the Mishnah is the Rabbanan. Shvaramaisa, Fracting Amar. Am Reb Zeir, you're right. Tavra, we're stuck. It's a stira. Misha Shanazu, Shanazu. The only way to read this Mishnah is to say one's Rebbe, one's the Rabbanan. This, this Hanacha is so real that when I bring my Kaderis into the, into the property, I'm responsible for anything that takes place with my Kaderis. The Gemara, Reb Zeir is assuming this Hanacha is so true that you have to say it's a stira. At a Mela, you have to say one is Rebbe and one is the Rabbanan. There's no, way, no, no other way to wiggle out of shot in the Mishnah. The Luchayah, that should be... Empty seat over here. Uh, yeah, the Luchayah should be constant. Enter, that's what we would assume, which is the Gemara, we give me the Gemara's next tarot, but right now the Gemara is assuming that's not true. If you enter, you have... Well, well, it depends what you mean, if it's like that. Enter at your own risk can mean uh, you, uh, the, the Bala Chatzar is still responsible for the... Could be he's still responsible for the damage of the, of the Kaderis. We're not discussing that. We're discussing if the Kaderis are responsible for the damage of the Chatzar. I bring Kaderis into your property. Now, maybe you're accepting responsibility. That's Machlech Yisrael being about it. If you're accepting responsibility to watch my Kaderis. Am, am I accepting responsibility that my Kaderis are not going to damage you? 
That's the shah of the Gemara. I mean, it's, the Gemara is assuming it's Tali Zabazah, but it's two different shahs. We're discussing the damage of the Kedaris to the Baal HaChatzar. Rav Amenah, Rav says what we, Lachai, would have said, like if it's Chagzev is saying, Kulu Rabbanan he, really, it's going like the Rabbanan, and the Baal HaChatzar is accepting responsibility. Ubeshos, Shmiras, Kedaris, Kibala, Baal HaChatzar, Vafilu Nishbru Beruach. When you, when I give you a shos to come into my chatzer according to the Abad and Shita, I am accepting all responsibility for whatever happens to your Kaderis, even if they get broken by the wind. I'm accepting all responsibility. So therefore what? Only the Baal HaChatzer accepts responsibility. The Baal Kaderis does not accept responsibility. That's, that's basically what the Gemara means to say. And therefore it's not a stira. When I bring my Kaderis in, I'm talking not accepting responsibility, but you are the Balachatzer is accepting responsibility on my kiddush. That's the Gemara's assumption, huh? Not outside, not what's going on today. I was thinking about you, Rabbi Zev, when I was when I walked out this morning, and everything's flying all over the place. I was thinking about what you discussed with me yesterday. Yes, this would be considered real shein emitzuya. Okay, Rabbi Zev asked yesterday if why am I responsible to make sure my shar doesn't get knocked down. Right, we discussed yesterday if the if the if the door would get knocked down by Ruach Matsuya. So you wanted to know how common is a Ruach Shein Matsuya that, that we're saying it's considered Shmir. The Gemara says it's considered Shmir Pchusa. If it's only guarded by Ruach Matsuya, it's considered Shmir Pchusa. So if you walk out today and you'll see a bunch of Shvarim running loose in the street, we would understand that that's considered Shmir Pchusa. You can't have that every time there's a storm, Bishlam of the awnings, they fall down. But Lachayr, the, the Shvarim, Lachayr shouldn't be running all over the street. And a Mela, that is Lachayr considered Shmir Pchusa. Zag de Gemara, I had to wake you up in the Pantsia, that's all. Zag de Gemara, Hichnes, Peraisov, sponsored by uh, Platinum Custom Mornings, Pounding Rain, Blazing Heat. Zag de Gemara, Hichnes, Peraisov, Lechatzer, Palabai. So, what was the next case in the Mishnah? The next case in the Mishnah is if a person brought his Kedaris, his Peris, into the Chatzab Albais, if he came in Shalai Beishos and the animal ate it, the guy is, the Rechatzer is part because Shalai Bishos. If he came in Bishos, the Balchatzer is Chayev. And if he damaged, listen to this, this is very important. Dude. If he damaged, I came in, I brought a truckload of Paris into your property. Your behemoth got damaged, I'm responsible. That makes sense. No one gave me Rishos to come in. I'm responsible to pay for the Paris. Amar Rav. Rav says a big Chiddush. And we pass him like Rav. The only time that I'm responsible if your animal damages is if the animal slipped on my fruit. That's where the responsibility lies. But if your animal eats it and gets a stomachache and gets damaged, I am potter. I brought in Shalai Bishos. My timer. No one asked the animal to eat. I'm not responsible if your animal eats. I'm responsible if your animal trips. I am not responsible if your animal eats. You should have stopped your animal from eating. Now, it's an interesting thing how that works, but apparently in Hilchus Mazik, I can't be considered a Mazik if your animal decided to eat lunch. I can't be considered a Mazik. I can be considered a Mazik if it tripped or it slipped. But if it ate, I'm not responsible. Now, we're going to see if this then is true. But that's what Rav says. If I bring, let's say I bring poison into your house and your animal eats my poison, your animal dies. Am I responsible or not? What's the halacha? In American law, if you're not sleeping, Rabbi Yitzchak, in American law, Vadir is probably, you could sue the guy. Millions of dollars, this animal gave you emotional stability. Mamish, you could sue him. But in Torah law, you're part of the government. Let's see. Zaytigmar. Ah, 
Well, Amaisa, you're outside my business. You can't consider, you're right, it's an instinct of an animal to eat, but a mazik means I went and I damaged by you. If your animal came and ate, it's your response. I'm not a mazik. You're right, you got damaged. I feel bad for you. I really feel bad. Well, Amaisa, I'm not a mazik. I didn't damage you. You damaged yourself? Huh? No. Not necessarily. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I'm not a I caused you that. You caused you asik. I'm saying to myself, When did Rav say this din? When he was sleeping, when he got up in the morning early, it was very tired, very windy outside, and he was very tired. That's when he said this memory, because he wasn't masking. Rav Shesh was not masking to Rav's din. Why? How did Rav Shesh know Rav's, Rav's din is not true? Titania the Bryce says a nice and salmon of us. Lifnei behemas chaveirai. A guy puts poison in front of his friend's behema. Pot to medini adam v'chayv din ishmaim. You pot to medini adam. You're not considered a mazik. Salmon of us. The only reason why you're pot because it's poison. Animals should not be eating poison. It's not a normal thing. Aval peris. But it sounds like Paris would be different because it's normal for an animal to eat. It sounds like Rabbi Yitzchak Zev is hiding. That animals eat it. Why does the Mishnah pick a case of poison? The Mishnah should say it ate fruit, it overate fruit, and I'm responsible. Tarot says, and I'm not responsible. I'm only Chayv. Tarot says if it would be fruit, it sounds like from the Mishnah, the Bryce say you would be Chayv. It's only poison that your potter. Why am I by fruit? The animal should have eaten you. If you tell me as far that I, I'm, I'm not responsible, if your animal decides to eat my zachin, so the chayah, why does it have to be dafka poison? It should be even fruit. It's true. Who had not feel a parasite? If the animal ate fruit and got a stomachache and died, I'm taka potter. Why does the Mishnah say, why does the Bryce say poison? The Chiddush of poison is, even if it's poison, the animals usually don't eat poison. I am still responsible. You would think maybe I'm potter gummer because I can't expect the animal to eat my bleach. Tarot says no. But Rav's din is true. If your animal eats and gets a stomachache, that's your problem, not mine, even though I do not have a shus to be there. Pal de Kazakh. Another Tarot says, Sam Hamavis Nami. When it says Sam Hamavis, it doesn't mean alcohol or bleach. It means Bafrasta. Dinoperia means a certain kind of food that is normal for animals to eat, but it is dangerous for an animal. And a male animals usually eat it, and therefore, the Allah is your part of the Adam Machayv Din Ishmaim. Amayr Dikadin Rav says it in. If your animal eats something, the Allah is Hayalah Shaloi Taicha. Amayr Dikadin. May say. Each walks in to grind chitim by the balabayas. Shalai b'shus. She came in. Shalai b'shus. The achlas and behemtish balabayas and the behem of the balabayas ate the chitim. Potter. The halach is your potter. Im huska chayeves. If the animal got damaged, she is responsible. She came in. Shalai b'shus. She is responsible. If the animal got damaged by eating, the gemara is assuming by eating the chitim. Chitim is not healthy for animals. By eating the chitim. The uh, the animal got the animal got damaged. You chayev. Famai name I have a lashloitecha. She should say you shouldn't have eaten. Who asked you to eat? Amri fretting around me. Adifam emaslisan. What's your grace akasha? Why is it any better than Mishnah? The Mishnah also said if the animal got damaged, the halacha is your chayev. And we said what's the Mishnah talking about? Do kim no shohuch lekabeh. 
The Mishnah doesn't mean you ate it. Avada, if you ate it, if the animal ate it, you're potter, because the animal should have eaten. The Mishnah means that you slipped on it. So say the same thing. The Isha brought chitim in, and the animal slipped on it. Avada, if the animal ate it, Avada, you're potter. But if the animal slipped on it, you're chayv. Chayat, some of simple tarots. Who did karila, my karila, fretting my words, the havmina. Why are we waking up with this kasha, the chayat? It's the same as the Mishnah. Say the same tarots. The animal didn't eat, the animal slipped. Say the more no. The our Mishnah says it got damaged. It means it slipped. Over here it says imhuska. It doesn't say behen. It's referring to achila. In this brisa, the Gemara is assuming it's referring to achila. So Mela, the Gemara is assuming it says imhuska, not imhuska behen. So we're assuming it means achila. So not like Rav. That was the Gemara's Kasha. Because even though in our Mishnah we said it's talking about slipping, but in this Bryce it doesn't sound like it's slipping. So Mela, it sounds like it's eating, and you see Yerchayef. And the one that said the Territ says, no, you're right, it doesn't say the word Bahen, but it still means slipping. Avada, if the animal would eat it, you'd be Pater. But we're talking about slipping, and therefore Yerchayef. So we're still sticking with Rav's Din, that if an animal eats something that it should not be eating, you are not responsible. The animal, the owner of the animal, is responsible. You brought your shar into a wheat. And again, wheat is not good for animals. For history and it got a stomachache and it died. Potter, the is the guy is Potter. We're going to see in a minute who which guy is Potter. But again, you brought your shar in It ate chitim. I bring my shar into Rabbi Yeshua's backyard. And he has chitim in his backyard. My shar eats the chitim. Yeshua is not, the pashtas, Yeshua is not responsible because I became in Shalai Bishos. Let's say I brought my shar in Bishos. Yeshua is responsible for my animal eating. Why don't you say the same as far? Why? Yeshua gave me your shush to come with my animal. Why is he responsible? If my animal eats his chitim, my animal shouldn't have eaten. Why is he responsible? No, it's very different. We said, well, let's read it in the Gemara, we'll explain it. You're asking from a case of Bershos. If I bring my shar into Yeshua's backyard, he is accepting responsibility, even if the shar jumps off the roof. Yeshua is accepting responsibility on anything that takes place in his Rishos. That's the rule. When you invite a shar into your Rishos, you accept full responsibility for anything that happens with the shar. So even if my shar eats up his chitim, and usually we say a rule, that's only if he came in shalai b'rishos. But if he came in b'rishos, then the owner of the chutzr is accepting full responsibility on the shar, no matter what happens to the shar. If I give you rishos to come into somewhere, the person that gave rishos to come in accepts responsibility on the animal that comes in, unless the guy that's 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 bringing the animal in accepts responsibility. Let's give an example. Who gave you rishos to come into this world? The Rebbeinu Shalom. That means the Rebbeinu Shalom accepts responsibility, unless you take your own responsibility. If you decide you want to watch yourself and you have it all figured out, then the Rebbeinu Shalom will relinquish his responsibility and he'll let you take care of it. But if you realize that the Rebbeinu Shalom put you here and therefore he has an achrayas 
to take care of you, whether there's inflation, whether there's anti-Semitism, whether there's who knows what's going on in the world, the Rebbein Shalom has an achrayis to take care of you, that's the Gemara says, and he will keep his achrayis as long as you don't take the achrayis on yourself. Zadik Gemara, what did you say, Yehudai Kivanissan? He does. If you don't accept this sense, if you accept this sensibility, then he will. You feel like he doesn't? Yeah? Is your heart working today? Should I show you somebody? I'm, I'm sure. Should I show you somebody whose heart's not working? Are you sitting here and not connected to machines? Should I show you somebody who's connected to a machine? I use you. Kidneys are working today. No, you need dialysis this afternoon. Go park outside. Bring your truck. Park outside the dialysis center right here. And stand there for five minutes. I think, it, I think in five minutes you realize the mushroom's taken. Gans good care of you. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. No? Gans good care of you. Zag te gemara i Heicha te kabil alei netirusa mahu. Let's say the, uh, uh, you accepted Rishos. You accepted Rishos. We accepted, I'm sorry, you accepted to guard it. According to the Abban, every time you bring in an animal, you accept Shmira. According to Rebbe, you only accept Shmira if you say it clearly. So let's say you accepted Shmira. Now, what's, what, is it, what kind of Shmira? I bring my, my, my Shar into Yeshua's Rishos. You sure you want to switch seats? I bring my Shar into Moshe's Rishos, and Moshe accepts responsibility. What kind of responsibility is he accepting? Is the only accepting responsibility that his Shar will not gore my Shar? Or maybe he's accepting responsibility even that somebody else won't damage my shah. He's taking full responsibility on my shah, which the Gemara already mentioned briefly, but the Gemara is going to analyze it. Is that true? Is Maishi accepting full responsibility for my shah? Tashima. Titania of Yehuda by Simon Benizakin of Beikarna. Yehuda by Simon set over this memra in the Nizakin of Beikarna. Hechnes Perais of the Chatzab Abayah Shalabishos. You brought your Paris into the Chatzab Abayah Shalabishos. Uba Sharim Akimacher. And a Shar came from a different place. I brought my Paris, put it into Maishi's backyard. A Shar came from Yeshua's backyard and ate the Achlan and ate my fruit. Potter, Potter. Dalach is your Potter. We'll see who's Potter. Vim Hechnes Beishos. If I came in Bershos, Moshe gave me Bershos, Chayev, he's Chayev. Now, man, Potter, man, Chayev. Who's Chayev and who's Potter? So the Gemara thought, Lav, Potter, Baal Chatzar, the Chayev, Baal Chatzar. The Gemara thought, the Potter is Moshe, Moshe's Potter. If I came in Shalai Bershos, Moshe is Potter. If I came in Bershos, Moshe's Chayev. So the Chayev, you see, if a guy, if I bring my Shar, my Paris, into somebody, into Moshe's Chatzar Bershos, and Yeshua's Shar comes along and eats it. If I, if I have Rishos, Maishi's accepting full responsibility. If I don't have Rishos, Maishi's not. That's the Gemara thought. So the Gemara, no. That's not what it means. Amri Loi, Potter Balashar, Vichaya Balashar. Very interesting thing. We're not discussing if Maishi's Chayev. We're discussing if Yeshua's Chayev. Again, I brought my fruit, put it into Maishi's backyard. Yeshua's Shar comes and eats up the fruit. Is Yeshua Chayev or not? It depends if there's Rishos. Why? Well, who cares if there's Rishos? Who cares? It's not Yeshua's business of Rishos to go into Maishi's backyard. His shar ate my fruit. Zaygezunt. He should be chayev. Zaytigemara Amar de Kazach. My Rishos and Maishi What's the difference? I'm Rishos. If I have Rishos to put my apples in Maishi's backyard, have you l'shein Rishos Hanizik? Then when Yeshua comes in and his fruit, his animal eats it. It's shame bishos and izik. For shame bishos and izik, chayavus. We know the rule. Shame bishos and izik is chayav. It's bishos and izik. I have bishos and bishos and izik. Shaloi bishos. 
If I brought my fruit in Shaloi Bishos, if Yeshua comes in, even though Yeshua also has no Rishos to go into Maishi's backyard, but my fruit have no Rishos to be in Maishi's backyard, so Klape Yeshua, this is a situation of a Rishos or Rabbim, I have no Rishos to be there, so if his shah walks in there and eats it, the Allah has your potter, not because Maishi is responsible, nothing to do with Maishi's responsibility, we're not discussing Maishi at all, we're discussing it's considered Rishos or Rabbim, and therefore, your potter. So you have no raya to our Shiloh. When Maishi accepts responsibility, is he accepting full responsibility or not? The Gemara has no raya. Tashmah, let's see one more raya. Hechnes shayray l'chatzim al-bayi shalai b'shos. I bring my shar into Maishi's chatzim shalai b'shos. Uba shar mimakam hacha. Yeshua's shar comes. V'nagchai and gores my shar. So my shar was in Maishi's backyard shalai b'shos. Yeshua's shar comes along and gores it. Potter, Potter. If I have a shos, chayef. The halacha is chayef. So the Gemara thought, man Potter, man chayef. Who's Potter? Who's chayef? Lav Potter balachatzer. Maishi is Potter if he came in shalai b'shos because then he's not accepting responsibility. The chayef balachatzer. But if I came in b'shos, Maishi is responsible. Even though Yeshua is shargored, it doesn't make a difference. He's accepting responsibility. That's the Gemara thought. So you have a raya that when you bring somebody into your shos, you accept full responsibility. Let my lie. We're talking about Yeshua. Is Yeshua responsible for his shar damaging? Again, what's the difference if it's Bishos or not? If Yeshua's shar gored my shar, I don't care if I'm there Bishos, I'm there Shalai Bishos. The point is you gore, you're chayiv and Shasriyabim, you're chayiv. If your shar gores another shar, you're chayiv even in Shasriyabim. So what's the difference if it's Bishos? So I think, we know Rav Tarfin Shita, the Omar Mishone Karen, Bechatzra Nizik Nezik Sholem Mishalem. The Allah is if you gore Bechatzra Nizik according to Rav Tarfin, even a tam pays Nezik Sholem. So beer shows, if I ever shows to bring my shore into my shoes backyard, Havila Karen Bechatzra Nizik. Then when Yeshua's shore goes in, shore goes in. And gores my shar, it's considered chatzar nezik because he has to be there. Um, Yeshua is chayev to pay full damages because like a chatzar nezik. Shalai b'rishos, if I had no rishos to go into my shoes backyard, havi l'karem mishos ha'yabim, v'lo'ay mishalom l'chatzar nezik. Avadi is chayev to pay, but he only has to pay chatzar nezik. So the kids, we have no right to this shailah. Is my responsible for allowing me into his backyard? But the Medubar is, if there's Bershos, then it's considered Chatzar Nezik, and therefore Shane is Chayef, and therefore Karen is Chayef Nezik Shalem, because Chatzar Nezik. If I have no Rishos, it's considered like Rishos Rabbim, and therefore Karen is only Chayef Chatzar Nezik, according to Tarifin, and Shane is Potter, because it's considered Rishos Rabbim, but regarding Maishi's Chayef, the Gemara has no Pshitas.